Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. When the game is unfolding the way it did and the offense seems to be struggling to find its groove a little bit, Defensively, how much do you guys sort of look at each other and say, hey, look, we might have to carry a little bit more of the mail until we can get this thing up and rolling here? Uh, honestly, uh, as a defender, you relish it. Uh, you relish it. We would love for our offense to go out there, score 40 points every game. But uh, as a defender, it's like, man, skip it. It is what it is. We're going out there, and we got to do our job. Uh, we can't we can't let our offense down and come out there and, and slip and uh, let stuff uh, let stuff go. We got to uh, every play. We got to defend every blade of grass, and uh, that's what we came out and did. And uh, we got our, a lot of uh, tip balls, and uh, we put pressure on the quarterback, uh, and you know we hitting receivers, jamming them. And uh, that's how you beat a team like that with a very explosive offense. What changed in the second half for you guys, especially on, uh, on defense and the way things went? Uh, coach basically just told us that we need to lock in and do what we practice. You know, that's the main thing. First half wasn't how we wanted it to be, but we just had to play our game and just basically do that. Late night. W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. I started the show off listening from Matthew Judon and Marcus Jones because the defense saved the marriage last night. Oh, it was a divorce film on the way. Like waiting to exhale level, Kramer versus Kramer. It's complicated. Hope floats. War of the Roses. Hell, diary of a mad black woman of what was going to be the narrative if the defense did not come through last night for the Patriots. Let me. This is amazing to show how the defense right now probably should be, they should be being fitted for Rolex watches, every single one of them, by the offensive line and Mac Jones. The Cardinals last night, their expected total points Negative 17 points. Negative 17. Passing, negative 18 points. Rushing, two points. Turnovers, negative 10. The Patriots' offense, total, negative 0.4. Passing, 1.5. Rushing, negative 6.8. Turnovers, negative 4.5. 
But the defense, total 17.43. And pass defense, 18.5. The defense saved the marriage last night. And Belichick pretty much had to play the pastor at halftime, you can clearly see. Because the exchange that you would see, and we'll get into that here in a little bit, but not even an exchange. It became one way from Mac Jones where literally like, okay, the name of this divorce movie is going to be Mac Hates Patricia. And you find out that Patricia is actually a man, and that's the twist in the movie, right? But listen, what was going on was really all of the noise coming out on the field, and this would be totally the antithesis of doing your job, managing expectations, and going out for and going out for team. There's only three tenants to Patriot Way, and they almost collapsed in the face of a national audience if it wasn't for the defense. Here's Bill Belichick saying how important this game is for the spirit of this team. Obviously, the it's, it's a important win standings wise, but maybe in terms of morale. How helpful might this be for the entire team? It's always good to win. So we practice for. Yeah, that's a nice way of saying I had to break up a pretty nasty, almost damn near bar fight between my middle management guy and my quarterback. And I and I and I don't get it, and, and here's why. If we know that Patricia is struggling in his job to some extent, and I don't think he loses that job by the end of this year because, hey, look, right now the Patriots have a winning record with four games left. Why would they? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It would be it would be one thing if this team was, you know, only two or three wins so far this season, and clearly you know it doesn't work. Now, as the fan base, we feel that it doesn't work, but maybe management And upper management feels it's okay. And when I say upper management, I talk about the upper room is Belichick. Because right now, because, I mean, he does, he is a disciple of of Parcells. Your record says who you are. So right now, this is a winning team according to management. It's always good to win. Always good to win. And some have said the more that this team wins, the more it buys time for Matt Patricia to make his case of it worked. It worked, and it's hard to see. But the defense, we all saw, saved that marriage last night. Star of last night's game, Josh Uche, was finally breaking out, had an incredible game. Listen to him talk about what it felt like for the defense to score. How much pride do you guys take defensively to score points and plays on Uh, we take a lot of pride, man. I mean, anytime a defense can put up points on the board, it's demoralizing to an offense. And uh, it's a moment, momentum changer. And, uh, you know, yeah, it just fires us up. It fires the offense up. And, you know, everyone's just back in the game. So definitely, definitely a great feeling. So. Six sacks last night by the team. 45 yards. I think I counted eight games so far this season where the Patriots have had at least three sacks in a game. The defense is saving the marriage. And and for one, I, I said this a few weeks ago, that if this team has any chance to save face, it's going to be on the defensive side of the ball. And I, I what I see on the offensive side of the ball is, is still offensive. 
It was not pretty last night. Mac Jones, decent line, 24 for 35. At one point in the third quarter, 45% of his passes were either behind the line or at the line of scrimmage. Folks, that's called training wheels. There are still training wheels on this offense. Do you remember the feeling? There, there are two good. There are going to be two pretty memorable feelings that the fan base has had this season on a couple of plays. One is the kickoff is the punt return for the touchdown to beat the Jets in what was one of the worst games any corneas have ever seen in their life. And last night, Hunter Henry catching a ball down a basic seam pattern for more than 20 yards. You're like, whoa. See, our eyes have now been trained for the basic to seem super. That your kid going down the street on training wheels with some speed doesn't mean they know how to ride a bike. They just know how to operate with the training wheels. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. It's KJ Late Night here. WEEI still to come. We'll talk about the Celtics. They're about to tip off. Like, big game tonight. Not because in the standings, but, you know, this determined whether this West Coast trip was a failure or a loss. You know, whether it was a failure or you, you finished 500, which is what you want to kind of get on those. That's still to come. Plus, uh, Joe, your favorite. Uh, would you rather m- more likely to either or? I think I said it right. That sounds right to me. Would you more likely rather to either or? It's three questions in one. That's in 35 minutes. It's a good one. It's a, it has a Cambridge twist to it. Look, what what's the game last night if there's no Pierre Strong and no Kevin Harris? How many of you had to Google number 36 Patriots? Kevin Harris. Th- here, here's the crazy thing. Combined, Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris nearly gave you 100 yards rushing. That's not something, you know, Matt Patricia's like, hey, I came up with something. The Marcus Jones twist in the office, you knew that was coming. You wondered how dependent it would be. Did you think you would think Nelson Aguilar would be targeted 10 times? Uh, He only caught five of them, but still. And then, of course... Oh, reliable Kendrick Bourne, Mr. Doghouse, is only perfect on his targets to receptions. Threw to him five times, caught it five times. But yet somehow, he's not really important to the mix this season. I, I don't get it. So what does it look like for the team moving forward? Against the Raiders next Sunday, it's probably best that that game is not being nationally televised. because. What would be the conversation would be the botched uh, plays that you saw from trying to call the timeouts and you see Joe Judge and Patricia standing next to each other like a couple guys waiting at the bus stop. You're going to see flashes of Mac Jones in two straight weeks yelling back at his coordinator or yelling at his coordinator. I think last night it might have been shut up. If If my lip reading is still on point. Shut up. I'm I, looking in, in, in seven minutes. I, I've got to. I'm going to put. I'm going to take all the AFC quarterbacks and and line them up and put them in the groups. And and, j- and you just tell me if I'm wrong. Where I put all these quarterbacks in which groups? That's coming in seven minutes here on Weei. But last night, the defense saved the marriage for the Patriots because it was about to get ugly. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Let's go ahead 
and trend with Joe Braverman. And when we come back, I'm going to go through the A. Like I said, I'm going to go through the AFC, go through these quarterbacks, and I'm going to show you how how bad it really is. Still, Joe, go ahead, take it away. Your home of the Sox. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, the Patriots are still feeling good after their 27-13 win last night in Arizona to the Cardinals, but there was a price to pay as Ramondre Stevenson, Devontae Parker, and Jack Jones all left with separate injuries. Devontae Parker's injury was the biggest of them all as he suffered a concussion. And I don't know if you saw on the field, KJ, it took a little bit of a while, the spotter, the concussion I spotted, spotter. I, I spotted it right away. I said, whoa, that he's woozy. And thankfully, Nelson Aguilar, probably his best catch of the season. Well, it was announced today. <laughs> I just figured that one out. That's a good one. <laughs> it was just announced today that the NFL Players Association has initiated an inquiry into the handling of Parker's concussion. No. So they, we'll- were trying, they were trying to hurry to the line. And that that was a bit weird because I'm like, why are they rushing to the line on that play? Now, part of it, they might have thought it could have been an interception. No, no, no. That's a totally. Yeah. Why were they rushing to the line? That's going to be interesting what they find out. Well, it was bad news for the Pats, but it was even worse news for the Cardinals as tests today confirmed quarterback Kyler Murray indeed suffered a torn ACL on the third play from scrimmage. There's currently no timetable for his return, but he is for certain out for the rest of the season. The Bruins are back home at the TD Garden to start a five-game homestand. They took on the New York Islanders tonight, and they just won in a shootout a few moments ago, 4-3. to three. Jake DeBrus scoring the first two goals within 19 seconds of each other. Mm. The Bruins were up 3-2 late in the third, but a goal allowed made it 3-3. Eventually got it to overtime. Jake DeBrusque and David Pasternak won the shootout for the Bruins 2-1. to one. The Celtics finished their West Coast West Coast road trip tonight against the Lakers. It is currently seven to five Lakers on top, with just under ten minutes to go. World Cup semifinals taking place: Lionel Messi and Argentina knocking off Croatia three to nothing earlier today to reach the World Cup final. They will await the winner of France and Morocco. That game will kick off tomorrow at two. And just terrible news from the college football game as Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach passed away last night after complications from a heart attack. Mike Leach was 61. I am Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEEI and WEEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Mac Jones is like... You know, behavior, his uh, his uh, frustration that shows on the field or on the sideline uh, showed up again last night. Do you think that's a good thing for the offense and for him to kind of 
be more demonstrative and aggressive with how things work. It's weird, Christian, because it's like if Brady was doing stuff like that, you would say you love it and the passion and the intensity. So it's like, well, if it's Mac Jones doing it, I I don't know how to verbalize it. I don't love it. I don't feel like he's kind of earned that. Um, But I also don't know that I'm being entirely fair. All I know is, like, I think he can speak his mind. I think it's the way in which he goes about it. I'm just not a fan of it. And I don't, and I'm, I'm telling you, if Brady was doing it, I'd feel a lot differently about it. And I'm, and I'm even admitting that that's probably not fair. Yeah, late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Joe, turn that up. That's, that's the man right there. Standing on the top of a mountain yelling at my coaches, right? Voodoo child, that damn Mac Jones. <laughs> 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ Late Night. That was Ross Tucker that you heard on Maloney, Fourier, and Mego earlier today saying that he can't really put a word on what he sees when Mac Jones does this now twice in a week routine, twice in two weeks routine of going off on Matt Patricia and showing emotion. Now, I think the word is forced, not saying that Mac does not feel this way, but there's only really two people Mac can scream at, Patricia and himself. And I think he figured out that, you know what? They don't have mirrors down here. (laughs) Send it to that guy, not the move. You're right. I mean, have a game-winning drive. Have have one of those. Like, Trevor Lawrence has a fourth-quarter game-winning drive this year. Mac doesn't have those. That would be like a starter kit to be able to kind of go off and show passion and go off on your coordinator. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's a it's a very nice way to to put a coat of paint on something that's just kind of basic. Mac is basic, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think you just might have to tell yourself that hey, maybe maybe I should have waited for the jersey cost to come down a little. I don't I don't know. Basic, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. You can you can do things when, and this is why I think. Patricia is not going to come out smelling as bad as people think or he should is because they've put training wheels on the offense to help Mac be successful. Like literally that 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 play to Hunter Henry only works because they've been speeding down the road on training wheels with all those passes at the line of scrimmage or behind it. And so I'm like, okay, well, let me look at the AFC and let's go through the quarterbacks. And and then we'll go through what group would you put them in. It's really an A group, B group, C group, right? So all the quarterbacks, Allen, Tua, Mac, we'll do a Zach Wilson, Mike White combo, Tannehill, Lawrence, Matt Ryan, Davis Mills, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Kenny Pickett, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson. All right, there are two quarterbacks that I'm taking out of this because – Face it, they're past their prime. They're not going to be anything of a future conversation of the quality of their play, and that's Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan. We are seeing the last of their days. So, 14 quarterbacks. All right, group one. This is the A group. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert, 
Lamar Jackson. Do you disagree, Joe? No, not at all. I think that's perfect. It's like if you have a fantasy draft and you had a quarterback slot, it's like those guys are right on the top of your list. So I agree with you. Those five guys, and I'm not saying in that order, but those five guys are in Group A. You know, like when you're you're flying – and they show you know first class, first, first class, class, and then go the military people, and then people with children, and you know. But the, you know what the trick to that is, Joe, is actually get a credit card with them, and you will like always be in like that first group of regular people. Are you like in chats with Gronk about getting to a member of USAA? Uh, no, I've got enough. Man, I have so many in laws that have served. Like when I go to my mother in law's house, God rest her soul, she passed at ninety four earlier this year. She has pictures of all of her children, nephews, nieces, grandchildren that went into military. I would never have to worry about one of those discounts. <laughs> I'm your brother-in-law. Here's Group B of these AFC quarterbacks. Again, I'm trying to identify where Mac Jones and what group he goes into, trying to figure out, like, should he be screaming at his coordinator? Here's Group B. Tua, Deshaun Watson, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, and Trevor Lawrence. I, I know I know I know what you're gonna say. Oh, there he is. He's absolutely a hater, but I've got to tell you something that you might be shocked about. Let's look at Tannehill. Overall, the completion percentage, Mac Jones is a little better. Tannehill's got a better rating. So, yeah, maybe he can aspire to Tannehill. I give Tannehill the credit because uh, the advantage because Per game, Tannehill averages more yards per game, a touchdown and a half, and run the ball a little bit better. Yeah, I'm not complaining about Tannehill. I have more of a question, though, of Deshaun Watson, just because he's been off for a long time and he's only played two games since Bro, he's been that back. is that is the rust. You see what I'm saying? Like, come next year and Deshaun Watson may push someone out of that A group. Okay, like, that's that's how good that guy is because – before any type of, you know, fold out, you know, foldable bed made out of bamboo and, and pillows. Before any of that, Deshaun Watson was an A group no matter what league, no matter what division or conference you put him in. He was an A group guy. So this is not, we're not talking about a guy who's like on the other side of the hill. We're just talking about a guy who's working off rust. I'm talking about like what I see at the eyes. Okay, so here's kind of a controversial one, and that's Derek Carr, right? Because you're thinking of how bad things are right now, and Mac has a better completion percentage. But in terms of rating, Derek Carr is better. Derek Carr throws for almost 30 more yards a game. Touchdown and a half, Mac 1.1. Mac Jones gets sacked more. Three more completions a game by Derek Carr. Derek Carr is going to give you 250 a game passing. Both of them have losses in the playoffs. So here's why I put Derek Group Derek Carr ahead of Mac Jones is because Derek Carr has been in the league a little bit longer. Okay? And if anything, that's the person Mac Jones, I think, in the AFC has to surpass in order to say this is a winning quarterback with his own arm. I think that was your comparison like at the beginning of the year. Of, That's like, absolutely right. Is Mac Jones going to strive to be Derek Carr? Right, in terms of the money, right? Because Derek Carr gets $40 million a year, and I said Mac Jones can be a $40 million a year quarterback because he can go in probably right now and have a very strong argument about him and his comps to Derek Carr. And Derek Carr is falling, okay? 
Trevor Lawrence. Now, this is kind of controversial because both of these guys came in together. I mentioned that Trevor Lawrence does have a fourth-quarter game-winning drive, right? And let's just call it what it is. He's on a historically bad team. His completion percentage is, 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 is lower than Mac Jones, but he's thrown for almost 1,000 more yards. He's got more touchdowns. He's got about the same amount of sacks. And his yards per average, I'm sorry, his uh, average yards is about the same as Max at six. And then, of course, he's rushed for like over 500 yards. So what separates me, Trevor Lawrence, to Mac Jones is Trevor Lawrence can make plays with his legs. So now i got to get back to this group, right? So in the final group is Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, the Zach Wilson, Mike White combination, and Davis Mills. So... Pickett, Wilson, White, Mills are all worse than Mac Jones. Mac Jones is kind of chasing Trevor Lawrence, maybe even sniffing Derek Carr. He could be in the middle of this second group with Tannehill. Like, I could see him at a Tannehill level. But is this kind of the level of a guy already who's ready to snap at his coaching? Here's Mac Jones talking about his interactions with Patricia in the game last night. On the TV broadcast, it showed that sometimes you were physically frustrated, but then it also showed that you were hugging not Patricia at one point. Why was that important for you? And then are you are you frustrated with this offense? No. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is not letting it affect my play and bringing the best out of my guys. So today I thought we all did a good job with trying to play the next play, play the next series, and um, Matty P did a great job. He's trying to call the game so that we can win. And sometimes... It might be this thing that people don't know about, like the quick passes for whatever reason, and that's our game plan. So we knew that's what we had to do to win, and he called a great game and um, stayed calm. Matty P is a very calm person, very stoic, and um, we're just going to continue to grow together and, and do what we can to win games. The quick game for whatever reason, training wheels. Training wheels. See, those other quarterbacks behind him in that final group, they're not playing for historic franchises. The Jets, <laughs> Houston, <laughs> bless you, Father Casterby. No. It's kind of a protective measure. It's, it, it is. I mean, you've got a bad offensive line, and that's on Patricia as well because you're the offensive line coach. Getting the ball downfield has to be dependent on the run game, and the run game, Stevenson's out. Harris has been in and out. So now you've got a couple of rookies who, thankfully, they got you 100 yards last night. It's almost to the benefit because Mac has to do more without, that, with all those running backs out. Well, that's what I'm saying is recognize that the training wheels are for your benefit so that way you don't fall off of the bike and not get up. I, I know that might sound like a Chris Sale reference, but look, <laughs> that's the idea is at some point you have to continue to protect Mac because – we all saw how frazzled Mac was when he came back in that Chicago game and after six passes through an interception and people were booing and calling for Zappy and were wearing number fours on the I was like, Oh my gosh. Like how fast did they turn around those Jared Stidham jerseys in, in shops and put Zappy on the back? I'm kidding. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven text line three seven ninety three seven KJ late night here on WEEI. Let's go to Rick and Chickpea. He believes that Matt Patricia is the one who's driving the Titanic of the offense. Go ahead, man. You're on the air. Hey, KJ. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that is correct. Uh, I don't think Mac is necessarily the next Tom Brady, 
but uh, he's definitely taken some steps back since uh, McDaniels has left, and I have to put that directly on Patricia. Like, if you're talking about what class of quarterback Mac falls into in the AFC, if, it, if he has dropped off, it's directly because of Patricia. And if you were to rank the offensive coordinators the same way, oh my gosh, I would, say, <laughs> I would, yeah, I would say Patricia is definitely ranking well below Mac. Yeah, no, there'd be an asterisk next to Patricia who would say, actually is not really an offensive coordinator, just pretends to be one. But look, oh, yeah. and, so, and, and, so, well, Rick, here's here's what I do want to say about Mac Jones. Like going into the season and not seeing what has happened in terms of the play calling, I would have Mac Jones in that second group with Tua and Watson, and I would have him ahead of Tannehill, Carr, and Lawrence thinking if we get a growth out of him, this guy is going to surpass Tannehill, right? You think which teams would make a trade for Mac Jones right now based upon their situation? You would say, okay, would would, would Jacksonville trade Trevor Lawrence for, for, for Mac Jones? No. Would, no. Would, would, would the Raiders trade for Mac Jones? Maybe because Absolutely. of the circumstance there, but I don't think so. Would would Tennessee trade Tannehill for Mac Jones? No, and then of course two of they wouldn't. And moving up, but you look down, would Pittsburgh want Mac Jones versus what they have right now? Yeah. The Jets? Yeah. Houston? Yeah. You know, and I took Denver in and I took Denver and Indianapolis out because they have a couple of quarterbacks that are that are really in their last days. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with a lot of it, but I'd say Mac I'm still haven't decided yet. He, he could still be a really good quarterback in the league, but he hasn't had the weapons. He hasn't had consistent play calling. His offensive line is terrible. And I understand people are questioning him blowing up at Patricia on the sidelines, but I, I kind of sympathize because. So let me ask you, do you, so let me, let me ask you, Rick, do you think the weapons will ever be paid for here? That doesn't happen often. It, it almost never happens, right? Like Randy Moss yeah. came here pretty much because it was such a disaster in Oakland for him. That he really his yeah. price was ultimately cheap. Like you go back in the annals, like how did they get Randy Moss? It's like, yeah, I asked Randy Moss how much he hated Oakland. So again, Rick, thanks so much for the call. I appreciate you. But yeah, like again, you know, at some point you're going to probably have to realize that there are not going to be reinforcements in terms of weapons coming. Like the Devonte Parker move is kind of a atypical Patriots move. The signing of Ty Montgomery to be the third down back was an atypical Patriots move. The big name, like a, a DeAndre Hopkins, came on the market tomorrow and said, hey, "Look, he wants out of Arizona. He wants to go to New England. What would it take?" Do you think he's? I mean, do you think Bill makes that move? Yeah, and think you, think about all the weapons that were available this offseason. Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill. Like there have been multiple opportunities and Bill just well, hasn't done it. He hasn't taken the bait. Well, he hasn't been able to do it this year because when he did finally spend, it was like, Oh man, you you know you 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 know when you go to a goodwill store that you're buying used goods, right? You know, that's the kind of kind of what he did with some of these players. Like John U. Smith has not panned out, Nelson Aguilar, like right now, right now. Aguilar's best catch is, hey, Devontae Parker is hurt. Somebody come get this guy. Don't hike that next ball. That's been his best play so far with this team. And one 50-yard catch he caught, but it wasn't for a touchdown. So you have it, and Aguilar, I think, has one of the five highest percentage salaries that eat up on a team in the league in terms of wide receiver. Like, he's up there with, like, Cooper Cup in terms of how much his percentage takes up of the cap. 
at that position. That's how much was overspent for Aguilar. That's why a few nights ago when someone had recommended that maybe Belichick just straight go GM, hire someone like a Sean Payton, you know, the concern that I would have with that is now he's all on the purse strings, and if everything's about not spending, then you really, you know what I mean, like you you really are asserting your control, and I think you just have a control situation here. And that's why I don't think Patricia's going anywhere next year. And I don't mean like reassigned. I mean like he will still have that plastic sheet in his hand and that and that toothpick or pencil in his ear looking at the play sheet. Simply because this team is has a winning record right now with four games remaining. With this offense, what does that do? What does that tell you? There's something that Bill is doing that's giving that's getting them a winning record, and it's the defense. He's he's able to control the narrative. If the de- if if you're talking about Belichick and his defense, you're talking about Belichick. If you've ever had a conversation with the Patriots and the offense in the past, well, who were you talking about? So if there's no real offensive acumen there, you're never going to talk about the offense in a way like, oh my gosh, that was incredible. What they're doing is just sky high. No. It takes away from what the real story on this team has been this year, the defense. Now, how long does that last? I don't know. If you think about last year, it was around December. The defense started bending a little bit. The good news is we're halfway through December. (laughs) Bad news is there's an extra game than there was last year. So that's going to be an interesting thing to keep your eye on because I don't know if there are any indicators that say this offense is going to grow knowing that all defenses are now looking to prepare for for the Patriots to do everything within the first five yards of the line. Very much like, and I'm going to say it, Cam Newton where you weren't throwing stuff far. And that's because he couldn't throw it. And that's not the case with Mac Jones. So it'd be interesting to see how that moves forward. Again, like I said, Mac should easily be in this second-tier group. Easily. With Tua and Watson probably ahead of Tannehill and Carr and Lawrence. But he's not. And yet, Patricia has a lot to do with that. But at the same time, if Patricia's here next year, is that going to be the excuse again? At some point, you got to know who you're dancing with and how to avoid their toes. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ Late Night here on WEEI. Next, would you rather more likely to either or? It's one of my favorites, and it's next on WEEI. Thanks for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
to the beach. Every every game for the Patriots right now is a must win because if you lose, you can almost be certain that you're not going to uh, make the playoffs unless a whole lot happens to some other teams and we see some upsets. But it's, it's, it's a tight race right now. I mean, it's a, a lot of people in the hunt, so one game can cost you. Yes, they needed to win this game. They should have won this game, especially when you're talking about the backup quarterback coming in and you're not playing against uh, Kyler Murray. But they're going to have a hard time getting there the way they're playing because they're not playing consistent. And like the offense, in my opinion, they are just dead. No creativity whatsoever. I mean, it's like where you you got more offense experience than me. You can go out there and pro- probably call a couple better plays than that, Wiggy. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, 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 brutal. KJ Late Night WEEI. That's Ty Law on Ty Law Tuesdays, which I'm going to say right now needs to be submitted for an Emmy in this industry. It is I mean, that's the- just one cup, but I had yeah. a million that yeah. we usually do our pre show. I left a couple out because they were not safe for air. You know, like, and I'll say this about some of the guys on ESPN give me Ty Law before some of the dancing characters I see on ESPN because Ty Law, it's almost like you get like part Yellowstone, part NWA. Like I love, that's what I love about Ty Law Tuesdays. And he's saying, look, the Patriots offense, it has no creativity. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. It's KJ. Let's go to JT calling from Jacksonville, Florida. Thank you. (laughs) They got listeners. JT is not not related to me. But what are your thoughts about the Patriots with Belichick still in charge? Man, I think Bill Belichick's holding the New England Patriots back, to be real with you. And it's tough to say. You get what I'm saying? Because me and you both know all everybody knows he's one of the greatest coaches in the game ever. But, I mean, right now, let's call it what it is, bro. Like, it kind of looks like he's still trying to win the same way he did in the 2000s. And the game has changed. It ain't 2002 anymore. It's 2023. (laughs) <laughs> like Matt Jones went over to the sideline and snapped on Matt Patricia. He said, pass the damn football. The run play sucked. He he had a point. Change it up. We running all – then he – 11 screen passes. Ain't Wasn't that a record or something? Yeah, Real it was 40, 40% of their passes in the third quarter were either at the line of scrimmage or behind. Chemio, I want to ask y'all a question. Yeah. Because I do the same thing y'all do. When I heard the news that Matt Patricia or either Joe Judge is going to be the offensive coordinator, I thought it was a joke. And then Matt Patricia was really out there calling the play. So what were your initial reactions when y'all initially heard the reports that Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, either one of those guys are going to get the OC job? Were you guys reluctant or did you guys have belief in Bill Belichick because of his accolades and what he's done throughout his coaching career. Hey, JT, thanks for the call, and I'll get to your question. Yeah, I thought it was all about Belichick wanting to maintain control. And JT has a point. If like, Remember this, these groups that I broke down? In the first group, Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Jackson, all of them can make plays with their legs and, and have some form of mobility. Now, am I saying Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson can both outrun it? They can keep up with each other? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying these are players that can make plays 
outside of what's required out of a 1775 British soldier quarterback. I'm kidding. 617-779-7937. Let's go to Jimmy and Everett. Um, Okay, you put it out there. I'll let you say it. I see what I have in front of me. But, Jimmy, go ahead. You're on the air. All right, plain and simple. Zappy or Jones, and let me just say this, okay, about mm-hmm. the Patriots here. They got shellacked against Baltimore, and, and actually that game was closer than, I mean, it, it, it got blown out, you know, it opened up at, towards the end. Besides Chicago, Minnesota, and all these games they've been in, okay? Mm-hmm. First week, Dolphins game, but I think Zappy, I mean, like the last ball, he can move with his legs, he, he, he can make plays. I mean, we're seeing the same plays called every game. Like, it's the same plays, different formation. It's crazy. And they need a quarterback that's mobile. I mean, that's the bottom line. And as far as Belichick, Belichick, I mean, they're in all these games. They've been a, a field goal in overtime at Lambeau. Um, yeah. The Minnesota game. I mean, you could, I could go on and on. The first, the first game against the Dolphins. It's just, uh, with the exception of, um, you know, say uh, Buffalo and, and Baltimore yeah. um, and Chicago, which was a huge disappointment. I didn't see that one coming, but um, now now they have to win out. What Jimmy, do you think? Zappy yeah. or, or Jones? All right, Jimmy, I'll, thanks for the call. I'll get you your answer here right here. If Matt Patricia is still going to be the offensive coordinator, I think they're going to have a quarterback competition and it leans Zappy at this point just because he was able to pick up whatever Patricia's put together faster than Mac Jones has been grasping. Right, You didn't see a whole lot of screens behind the line of scrimmage. You did see some of those plays, but you did see movement of the ball downfield. Now, I know people are like, oh, he was getting balls batted down and everything. You know what? That's going to ha- That's also called the defense doing their job. But in terms of moving whatever this offense is and, and, and getting it fluid, Zappy was doing that. Am I saying Zappy's a better quarterback than Mac Jones? I can't say that. In this current system, which is the current system, and it won't be replaced, and Belichick says it's too late in the game, not this late in the season to make any type of change like that, and I don't even think Belichick's going to make that change. I just believe they've got, I I just believe that Patricia and Judge and in Belichick's ear, because that's who he's going to listen to, they're like, hey, this kid can do what we're trying to accomplish, what we want to do. And that's why I've been saying, oh, Mac Jones is the quarterback for the rest of the year. For the rest of the year. Right? If if you're if you've had behavior issues like I did when I was a kid, and not to make fun or light of, it was kind of different. My folks waited for me to collect my stuff. So that way when I asked for the big thing, <laughs> you want you want to use the car to go to the beach for the weekend? Yeah, right. You you weren't doing this, you were missing out on this, you were screaming at your coordinator. You told them to shut up on national television. They all let it slide. And then when it comes time to put both of them in a the room and go mono e mono like Rocky, like Rocky and Apollo Creed in three, they're going to let them fight it out and see who gets that job. All right, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ late night still to come. Talking Celtics. They're out on the east, out on the west coast playing the Lakers, so far they're up by seven, just about at halftime. So this might work out perfect. By the time they get to halftime, we'll be able to get to the Celtics. But right now, hit it, Joe! Yeah! Da-da-da. Uh-huh. Would you, you, you rather more like the two? I don't know! Either or I ask of you. Would you, you, you rather uh-huh. more like the two? Either or I ask of you. 
All right, three questions. Would you rather more likely to happen an either or? They can be in anything, sports, life. Here we go. All right, KJ, would you rather have Matt Patricia return as the offensive coordinator, but you get the GOAT, Tom Brady, back as the Patriots quarterback, or would you rather the Pats bring in a new coordinator and try to stick it out with Mac Jones? Wow. Would I rather have Matt Patricia remain as the offensive coordinator, but Tom Brady is under center next year, or bring in a new coordinator and stick it out with Mac Jones? And if this is just fantasy... It would be Brady coming back and court. I mean, Matt Patricia could say hot chew on one and Brady looks at him and just calls what he wants to. If it means that Brady is the one who's calling the plays and possibly a teacher to Patricia and judge, because they would have to, you know what I mean? Like you can, you can learn from the youth. You know, at one time, some people's savior was 12 preaching to, to grownups, right? So if Brady is in there as the quarterback he might be able to get Patricia and Judge to better understand what Bill is trying to visualize in one year than bringing in a new coordinator who might not be part of the system. It would be Mac's third coordinator. What if he doesn't get along with that one and it's a younger guy? You know, they might just fight or he might swing his helmet. No, I'm just kidding. So if I would rather have Patricia stay as the offensive coordinator and Tom Brady as the quarterback for one more last ride next year. All right, next one. What's more likely to happen between the Pats and the Raiders this Sunday? The Patriots' mm. defense get Derek Carr to turn the ball over more than two times, okay. or the Patriots' offense score three touchdowns against the Raiders' deep. Ooh. Look, the Raiders' passing defense is horrible, and all the knocks that Josh McDaniels has gotten this year hasn't really – well, yeah, Derek Carr has stunk it up a couple of times, but it's usually consistently been the defense. Remember – It was his defense that gave up a 98-yard drive to Baker Mayfield. You can't put Devontae Adams out there unless you want him to be a defender. So I think the Patriots' defense, as hot as they've been and as off the market that Derek Carr has been, I think the Patriots' defense will get Derek Carr to turn the ball over two or more times. Interception, fumble, more so than the Patriots' offense to score three touchdowns against the Raiders because if the defense is doing all this, the last thing you want to do is for the Patriots to start trying to go deep with the ball, and you don't know where the running game is right now, so you might see a lot of those behind-the-line passes. I call them like East German passes, like, it's behind the line. Okay, final one. Okay, so this one's got a little bit of context to it. Sam Bakeman Freed of Uh-oh. Cambridge fame was arrested in the Bahamas and charged with multiple counts of fraud involving the crypto exchange FTX. Okay. So, Sam Bakeman freed in prison. Either Mrs. Buttersworth or Smucker's Grape. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Whoa, I just caught... I just just blacked out there for a second. (laughs) So, Sam Bankman freed... Arrested in the Bahamas, charged with multiple counts of fraud involving the crypto exchange FTX. You should have believed Larry David in those commercials. When he's like, I don't believe it. It's like, that was the hint. Sam Bankman freed in prison. Either Mrs. Buttersworth or Smucker's Grape. He's got a lot of hair. And I wonder if that hair would get in the way. I'm going to go Mrs. Buttersworth just because breakfast is, is is the most important meal of the day. And I would assume that if one is in prison, if that's where he's heading, you don't want to skip out on meals. And you might want to go with, with the Mrs. Buttersworth more than the Smucker's Grape. And that is, would you rather more likely to either or 
on Late Night with KJ here on WEEI, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Second hour is next. Thanks for hanging out. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 